And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shots. I did not fuck it up this time. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy. And joining me is our chief batologist, Tyler. Tyler, welcome back to the show, buddy. Ah, I nicked myself. It looks like I got some bad blood here. Oh, that's... Really? No. That's, that's <laughs> it? That's... Okay. That's all uh, I had. That's all yeah. I had. I could have sung Taylor Swift, but I'm afraid we could have gotten DMCA'd. DMCA'd for re- singing a song that you don't own. Uh, we're already in a dystopia. <laughs> we're already in a dystopia, so... Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are now... This is the next chapter... Of the ever-evolving DC uh, animated cinematic universe, or as it's probably seemingly a Batman-centered animated universe, but whatever. Uh, we are back with Batman another universe. Yeah, we are back with another Batman movie. This time it's Batman: Bad Blood, and a little bit of a spoiler. Um, not really a lot of Batman in this. This is more about Batman and his. Batman's family, family, and which we'll get it in a moment. His family, yeah, exactly. I was I was waiting for one of us to drop um, <laughs> to drop that. Um, so let's go ahead and break it down before we break it down. Uh, this Batman: Bad Blood. This is directed by Jay Oliva with a screenplay written by J M D Matias, based on Bat, of course, based on the character of Batman by Bob Kane. Produced by James Tucker, starring Jason O'Mara as Batman. Yovan Strahos I cannot pronounce the Strahoski as Batwoman, Stuart Allen as Damien Sash Robin, Sean Mahar Maher as who is Sean Maher playing? Um it doesn't show Dick me. Grayson the Nightwing and Dick, Batman the Second. There he is. And uh Morenica Bachrain as Talia al Ghul, also starring Travis Willingham as the Heretic, and nice. um and uh Steve Blum as Black Mask. There's the other two. And also starring Ernie Hudson as Lucius Fox and Gowis Charles as uh, I, can't, I can't I know his last name is Fox but I can't remember his first name um, Luke Luke Fox so there you go uh, turn back Luke so yeah so it's a full star of, of, of actors this is Batman bad blood um, okay so. We are off the heels of Batman versus Robin. Batman uh, is finally accepting the fact that he can be a good father for his son. Damien's starting to go on the path of the light, and so basically, this. So let's go and break down the story. This movie uh, opens up with seemingly at the docks, and we have some C-list crime organizations. Organization. Did you take any notes on who was there, um, Tyler? Um. um. I know who's there. I recognize most of these from uh, several Batman games that uh, I played over the years. Nice. Uh, most notably, Lego Batman. Uh, we have the Electrocutioner, Tusk, Firefly, Killer Moth, and it. The Wikipedia doesn't say who else is there. Yeah, and others. But uh, needs to say it's a. It's initially they're they're seemingly holding up somebody via a rope, and you think Batman is showing up on scene, but it's not Batman. It's Batwoman, seemingly newly debuted character for this universe, and surprise, surprise, she uses a gun. We get a really, I, will, I won't lie, because I, I kind of want to do going forward now is break it down and talk about it as we break it down, versus like going at the end. So let's, let's just do it that way from now on. Um, um, I really like this opening action sequence. I thought it was really oh, fun. Oh yeah, it really grabs your attention, and uh, 
Yeah, it does set up uh, the rest of the movie going forward. Right. So, uh, and I really like how the fight choreography is, how Batman would do one thing and then he would like lunge. He would like, I think one of my favorites is like he wraps around, I think, Killer Moth and then that swings into Firefly. The, the, the one-on-one fight was amazing. One-on-one fights he had was amazing. Um, oh, yeah, this was a pretty uh, entertaining fight here. Right, yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. It felt like like a good action movie. Like, we're going to kick you off with a nice action movie. I did laugh out loud when the, the guy being hung upside down is like, I'm just the accountant. And Electrocutioner just fucking shocks him. Like, shut up. I'm like... Poor Matt that, Mercer. Yeah, that, that made me laugh. Um... Uh, so, uh, Batwoman is seemingly trying to take on these, these villains alone. Batman shows up, and of course, it's now become a battle of ideologies! Because Batman refuses to use a gun, and calls, tells Batwoman to get the hell out of here. Uh, not in the sexist way, but the more in that you are not, you are not, stop trying to wear the, the costume doesn't make you a hero. You know, basically, this is my turf, without saying it's my turf. Um, and shortly after their chase... Uh, into a warehouse, and they make a guy who I thought was Bane initially. I'm like, that's not Bane. Uh, he calls. Yeah, him- that's what I thought too. Yeah, because it's, it's this big, beefy dude who has a cowl mask, and of course, Bane has a huge obsession with Batman. So I'm like, that's not. No, they would have kept Bane as like Bane. Um, no, it's pro- it's actually Charles Rillingham. He's that buff in real life. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. I thought it was Matt Mercer. But I'm like, no. But I recognize the voice. But yeah, Travis Willingham, uh, who voices, I think he voices Thor in the Avengers game. And amongst a whole bunch of other projects. He's also uh, uh, Boom Knuckles. Boom Knuckles. That's 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 perfect casting. Um, uh, Heretic shows up. And immediately you know Heretic is a threat. Because Batwoman goes up to her immediately and gets nearly KO'd right from the start. And I'm like, oh shit. Um... Uh, which leads to her getting thrown over this like guardrail, and I always shri- uh, like shriek whenever they do the sequence. Batman shoots a grappling uh, gun at her leg and catches her, and I just feel like, how is your leg not broken? Um, yeah, right. When like it pulls That's at least ten Gwen Stacy's right there. Exactly. Granted, he didn't pull from the neck. He pulled from the- yeah. It's like it's like ah, stop doing that. Um, but uh, seemingly in this sequence. Heretic seemingly, we, we, Batman is presumed dead after the sequence. Um, we don't know. We don't know the exact state of Batman. Um, Hachi Mishima yeah. is dead. Exactly. The 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 Mishima Sabatsu of the Wayne Corporation is dead. <laughs> um, and then later, that we we uh, we then cut to it shows like two weeks have passed. Um, Nightwing is fighting some dudes, and he gets a distress call. Uh, while fighting him, while also dealing with... Did you see who he was talking to? Uh, yep. Um, it was, uh, his girlfriend who has been... He's been cock-blocked all these other movies, so why not do it again here? Uh, his girlfriend, uh, to be... She has a name, and that's Coriander, a.k.a. Starfire. So, there's, there's your other DC, uh... I thought she looked familiar on the voice chat thing. Yeah, so, yeah, and I think our next movie is Justice League vs. Teen Titans, so that's when we'll see Starfire make her official debut in this universe. But, uh, so yeah, um, and so basically Alfred calls Dick to come to, um, the cave while also putting on, like, this cool, um, like, tech that basically makes it look like Bruce is somewhere and he's acting as Bruce, 
because uh, the board of directors are like, well, why aren't you here? We have this important meeting. And there's their alpha. You don't. See, I wish you could have heard Sean O'Mara say it, but they cut to it. So like he goes, I'm on the I'm the CEO of this damn company. I can do bloody hell what I want. I really like they cut to it right when it's to Alfred's part. I'm like, you could have just hold it in on um, O'Mara because I would have loved to hear him say that. Either that or they yeah, tr- right. Either that or they tried it and it didn't sound good. Um, who knows? Um, I want to see a blooper of that. Exactly. Um, and so basically Night, uh, pa- uh, Alfred gives Nightwing sort of the details like he's been missing for almost two weeks in a day. Like this isn't normal. He usually tells me what's going on. I'm scared. You know, and like it's, it's like it's it's a father worried about his son. Um, and so uh, and of course Damien learns about it and he and he's been out like he's been at the monastery ever since the end of uh, Batman and versus Robin. So he comes back to Gotham. And uh, we learn more about uh, about uh, Batwoman, who is secretly her alternate identity is Kate Kane. Uh, she's helped by her father, Jacob Kane. They're both military um, experts, I believe. And um, and basically, uh, it looks like uh, Kate was it, like she hates she doesn't like Batman, um, or she feels responsible for Batman's death. But also, she doesn't want like the reason why she became Batwoman is because of an incident that happens later. I'll find out later on in the movie. Um, so, uh, but during the scene with Alfred and, uh, and, 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 um, Nightwing, uh, basically Alfred kind of makes the assumption that like, look, the police are starting to notice that Batman's gone. If that happens, escalation happens. Yep. And so that leads to Nightwing donning a much older variation of the costume, uh, with, um, uh, with with Dick Grayson as Batman, where eventually Damien shows up and basically says, "I you're not fucking you're not fooling anybody, Grayson," um, uh, and so stuff like that. And so then we eventually learn about uh, Kate's sort of history. On uh, one night, apparently, like she's talking with uh, a, a detective, and uh, and basically. Uh, we learn that she was a little like she was a little. Uh, she goes up to Dick. Uh, she gets a call from from Dick Grayson, Batman, who's like looming over the over the building, over like the the bar that they happen to be at is like has a skylight. And so, uh, as a moment of trust, because Dick, you know, obviously he realizes like, I can't do this alone. And Damien, Damien's being Damien. He goes to Kate Kane for help, and he reveals himself like I'm I'm Nightwing, and of course the Canes are I think are related to the Waynes. And so, like, they knew each other, so that's why she knew who, who he was. Um, but then we get her backstory uh, on um, on Kate Kane, where basically she was promiscuous. She, like, drunk, she, you know, and uh, to the point where she stumbles out of a bar, and unfortunately she walked out of Bad Alley, and uh, some dudes were being assholes, and Batman saves her. Um, how do you feel about, like... Like, it's kind of hard to say who the main character is in this movie, because this is not, like, a one-character movie thing. Yeah, it is a bit strange. Uh, I thought this was, uh, in the beginning, I thought it was going to uh, be a Dick Grayson-centric story because right. he mostly got shafted in uh, all these movies so far. So right. having a story based around him would definitely rectify it. But uh, this is more of a the Bat family coming together sort of deal. Kind mm-hmm. of like uh, Batman-themed Avengers uh, uh, type of thing going on here. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like that because you don't really touch on it too much, but like it's and like there's a point where like Damien uh, 
uh, is picked up by um, by Nightwing in the Batman costume, and um, you know, uh, Damien basically calls him out. You know, like tries to tries to get on his bad side, and I believe basically tells him like you'll never. Um, you know, you always want to be here. You'll ne- you'll, ne- you'll you'll never be Batman. And the Nightwing like full on stops the car, and t- well, number one he turns it sort of like it's like sideways. So I'm like I can only imagine the traffic that he's blocking right now. Um, but he like gets into Damien's face. So I'm like I didn't fucking want to be here. I was I, I was war I was supposed to, I was not supposed to to quote Dante from Clerks. I was not supposed to be here today. <laughs> I was not expecting the clerk's uh, quote. I'm, I figured I would be the one to do that. Uh, it just felt it just felt appropriate. Um, and so like and like Bay and you get a nice little like internal look into into his mind that like I wanted to be as far away from Batman, and um, I, I didn't want anything to do with this. I don't want to be Batman. Once this is over, I'm not Batman. I hate being Batman. Um, but he's only doing it because Alfred asked him to do it. Um, yeah. And so, uh, eventually, uh, that leads to them taking on, uh, finding out where the heretic may be, st- may be at, uh, and it turns out the heretic, along with, uh, some other henchmen, and we'll reveal who they're working with in a moment, um, they crack, they, they, they break into Wayne Tower, and, uh, with the help, like, by basically kidnapping Lucius and Luke Fox, and to reveal that, oh, there's Batman, Batman keeps his, like, Either old toys or like basically prototypes of his weapons inside Wade Tower. I don't know. That's a good idea, Mister Wayne. Oh shit! Lucius Fox is Batman. I had no idea. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, uh, unfortunately, this leads to to uh, Lucius Fox getting stabbed. Um, not. I don't think not fatally. I think he's fine. Um, uh, yeah, he's fine. And so. Uh, 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 also, Luke nonchalantly throws the giant tusk over his shoulder. Yeah, well, he's he's a uh, yeah. We'll get into Luke. We'll get into Luke's story in, in a moment because, like, we'll talk about I guess the C plot after we do the walkthrough. Um, and so, Batman and Robin show up with the Batmobile. It's a big fight sequence. Um, nice, nice, good stuff. One out with some fights with the Heretic and and his gang and. Damien is being uh, attacked by the executioner, and the executioner manages to get the one up on him and starts electrocuting him, Palpatine style. Unlimited power. Um, and uh, Heretic looks at this and he's like, "Stop! Leave the kid alone!" And I'm like, "Okay, that's weird." And basically punches the uh, Heretic off, uh, like to stop, get him to stop shooting electricity. And they all—he uh, stabs him. Oh, he stabs him. Knife at his back. Okay, yeah. He okay. There, I, I may have forgot that part. It's this movie is very violent. Um, and so Trishner got executed. Right. Uh, and so basically, uh, we learn who Heretic is working for. It's none other than Tyler. Who is Heretic working? It's Talia Al Ghul. Talia Al Ghul! She's back after... <laughs> was she in the last movie? No, she was not in the last movie. Um, uh, last we saw her was in Son of Batman. Son of Batman. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, she... And it's seeming... And also, she kidnapped... Bruce Wayne is not dead. He is, like, in this weird, comatose state, being hooked up by wires and shit. So, Damien... Talia has, has uh, Bruce in custody. And they're using the Mad Hatter to uh, basically brainwash him to become a member of the League of Assassins. Um, and 
a little bit later on down the road, we kind of learn why Heretic fucking um, stopped uh, the killing of Damian Wayne because Heretic goes back to get Damian, even though he was told by Talia, don't fucking go after him, what did I tell you? And uh, we learn that after he takes off his mask, Heretic is an older version of Damian. Yeah, so, um, and, uh, basically, uh, it was apparently a, a genetics program by Ra's al Ghul and the League of Shadows. They used Damien's DNA to genetically engineer a perfect soldier with accelerated growth and development, and they pretty much, like, put him in, like, I guess a Battle Royale-style pit, and he was the one, uh, to survive, and he, and he, and basically, he's, he's like a, he's like a, a homunculus in any in a way, right? I would say so, yeah. Like, he has more feeling and emotions than a homunculus, but he doesn't have any memories. He doesn't know, like, have any, like, any, any, he doesn't feel like a normal person. And so he... He doesn't have a soul, as he explains it. Yeah, exactly. And he wants Damien, he wants Damien's soul and memories so he could be, you know, the, like, he could be the son of Ra's, the son of, of Batman and Talia and stuff, be his own person. He, I mean, not even that, he just wants to be his own person. Um, unfortunately... Heretic gets killed off, so he's not he's not the big bad. It's it's Talia. Oh yeah, um, and so they they uh the Bat family ends up finding out where Bruce is being held. They manage to track down, break Bruce out of there, and Bruce is assured that he's fine. A week passes, and he's like doing like weight lifts in the Batcave because that's what you do when you're Batman. Um, yes. And he's, like, like you know, uh, trying to be persistent. But he's, like, also very pissed at Nightwing for giving away the fact that he is Dick Grayson. And, like, potentially that Bruce Wayne is Batman. I think that was even alluded to, the fact that Kane, Kane knows. Um, he's very mad. He's like, I'm fucking Batman here. I call the shots. Um, and, basically, uh, then we cut to a scene where... Kate Kane is like just making breakfast in her nice apartment. It's a very nice apartment in Gotham City, and um, and she's attacked somewhat by her father for unknown reason whatsoever. And uh, they pretty much put it. To, uh, Dick calls a meeting between her and Damien, and they're like, "Okay, something's wrong with Bruce. Okay, but my dad just attacked me, so like it's clear that Bruce is being controlled by the League of Assassins." As and they're and basically we find out that the plan is that uh, they want to use Batman or Bruce Wayne at this technological summit to basically brainwash the world leaders with the help of Mad Hatter to become member of the League of League of Shadows. This sounds a lot like the plot of the 1966 Batman movie, you know, without uh, the world leaders turning into dust. A little bit, yeah. Um, so pretty much, we get a big fight scene. Um, and, uh, very, very nice fight stuff. Um, Mad Hatter is killed off during, uh, during the fight. Um, and we even get a... While he was ahead. Yeah, while he was ahead, yeah. Um, uh, there was a point, you actually see Batman holding a gun, um, which that's, that's still a very startling image to see. And he's, I think he's holding a Luger too, which is even, Talia, why do you have a Luger? Um, so, uh, after that, um, Bruce... Uh, is like struggling uh, with the fact like that it's like he's, he's you know has his his gun at Nightwing's head. Uh, eventually though, Bru- like shortly after Bruce breaks through the mind of uh, the mind control, and they pretty much it turn they turn all on on Dam- on 
not Damien, Talia, only for Talia to basically say, like, you know, we weren't meant to be together in this life, but maybe in the next life. I thought she was going to commit suicide right then and there. She doesn't. She gets out. And, uh, basically the Bat family, um, uh, becomes bigger. Um, it's pretty much like Batman becoming, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the movie. Um, yep. Tyler, uh, I, I maybe is so bold. This was my favorite one so far. Yeah, this is definitely the better movie that we've seen so far. Like, I like that. I mean, granted, I know we haven't had a problem with Jason Lamar as Batman, but I really like the the other, like, building up the other characters, like Nightwing and, and Batwoman, and uh, we'll talk about Lucius, Luke Fox in a moment. But I like that, you know, um, Bat, it's, it's kind of funny, right, that Batman's like this guy, like, I do it alone, or like, I don't need help, but he surrounds himself with all these people around, because like, I think subconsciously he knows, like, I can't do this alone. Yeah. Because uh, ever since he was a kid, uh, all he ever wanted was uh, his uh, family, family, right? So uh, subconsciously uh, having these bat people uh, having his back is probably the family. family he always wanted, right? I think so, yeah. Um, even though like, I think part of it him denies it because he doesn't want to see them get hurt. Or at least other people dragged into his like crusade. But I think he just wants... I just don't think he wants to be alone. And like, the, like it's... Batman gets traced as being cold. I think he becomes more accepting of things just because he realizes that it's fine. It's 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 okay to not to not be alone. You you can rely on others, and that's a, I think that I think he I think he learns that in this movie. Yeah, it's a universal lesson that all of us eventually learn. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Luke Fox. He's, he's kind of like the the C plot of this movie. Doesn't really. He's kind of. He's not really uh, integral. In fact, I hate to say it, but like I feel like if you took Luke Fox's involvement out, the the story doesn't really stop moving. Yeah, uh, he's probably the least interesting of the bunch. Uh, I feel like his superhero name is probably a bit too suggestive. Batwing. Couldn't they have come up with something better? I don't know, man. Ask the writers back in 2011. <laughs> That's all I'll tell you. Um, or like 2000, 2010. So it's it's a common. But like, uh, so basically Luke Fox's character is that he's the son of Lucius Fox, who works with help, who helps Bruce Wayne with all the tech stuff. And Luke Fox is a uh, coming back from, I, I think they said he's a, he's a soldier. He, he just done a tour in Afghanistan, right? Yeah. Um, and he basically just wants to spend time with his dad. And... Uh, he just he just pretty much has to, he has that that trait he had that moment of like I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, Victor Stone's uh, uh, subplot in Justice League War. A little bit, but not as resentful of the father, not as much. Yeah. Um, if anything, like like uh, like there, I I wish we kind of got more. This is the problem. I wish these movies if these movies were like twenty minutes longer, right? An hour and a half. 15 minutes longer, an hour and a half versus like an hour 12 what they are. I feel like we could get more character development, but eh, time constraints, I guess, right? Um, time constraints and probably limited budget, though I'm pretty sure a lot of it went into the casting. Right. Because like, they, they show scenes of like Lucius and, and, um, and Luke having a conversation, and Lucius wants... You know, he wants what's best for his son. He wants him to come like, hey, come work for Wayne, you'll be taken care of, and like... 
Luke's like, no, you told me to forge a path on my own. Like, I can do this. And, like, you can I, you can kind of tell, like, in both Hernie Hudson's voice and the animation that, like, like, he's proud of his son, that he found a path that works for him. Yeah. Uh, it, that is cool. It's, but, like, once... Like it's and then it becomes a typical superhero trope, right? Like okay, Luke uh, Lucius gets hurt, so of course he knows about the tech now. He's at, and and there's a there's a conversation where like he has a he has a conversation with Nightwing at Lucius Fox's hospital uh, hospital bed about like I fucking know clown. I know what you got. I know who you are. I know what you do. Don't lie to me, Dick. <laughs> you watch your language, right? Um, so. Um, yeah, and, and basically Luke decides to take up this mantle, and he joins the fight. He, but unfortunately, he doesn't play any like he. I think his costume's cool. And I think I think I liked his like the fact that like hey, you know, a character, um, you know, like it's just a character who just likes being with their dad a lot, you know. But uh, I feel I feel like I feel like either give it fifteen more minutes. Go more into make it a, a movie about three main characters, Damien. Oh, not Damien. Damien's not really a main character this one, but Dick Grayson, Kate Kane, and Lucius Fox. But I feel like Lucius got the short end of the stick with this one. Yeah, Luke is definitely uh, one of the minorest, minor players here. Which you shouldn't. Uh, be. The next up being Damien, who's probably uh, the the second least uh, developed character in the movie, though. To be fair, he got all his development in the previous two movies. Right. So. Right. And, like, he, like, most kids would act like, you know, oh my god, my dad is missing for two weeks, but, like, you know, Damien's like, he'll be fine. Um, you know, he's Batman. Um, but I, let's talk about sort of, like, Dick Green's sort of narrative, Dick Grayson's sort of narrative for a second. Like, I really enjoyed, like, that. It's, it's like that, because he's the eldest son of Batman's family <laughs> out of him, Jason Todd. Tim Drake, I don't think Tim Drake exists in this continuity, but him, Damien, and him and Damien, right? He's he's the eldest son, and so like yeah, he's known Batman the longest personally. Yeah, you can even see his aside from Alfred. Yeah, you can even see his old like references to his old '80s costume in that little trophy display case thing, um, and like I like that, like because like anything that's a lot of story, everybody can understand is like that the oldest son once the the the, the matriarch the, the patriarch yeah uh, the father of the of the family, family dies or something happens to them the oldest son typically is the one who has to step up most cases not always and like it's not reluctancy it's not heavy like it's not easy being batman and, and dick goes into it like i don't want to do this i don't want my soul consumed by all this yeah it's kind of like what uh, damien was going through in the previous movie uh do i become my father is pretty much the question that swims in dick's mind Right, exactly, and I th- I think yeah, we'll find the answer the more we go along with these movies. But like, I personally enjoyed him as Batman. Like, I think he did his own thing, but I think you could tell he's much happier being his own hero versus yeah filling in for him, being what his father was. Okay, and, and yeah, how maybe. did how did you feel about did okay did you spot that twist coming a mile away when you watched it? The fact that Heretic was a Version, I basically uh, a clone altered version of Damien. Uh, no, I did not pick up on that until it was real. What did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was eh. It kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, 
Like, we had no mention of uh, Rachel Ghoul performing all these genetic experiments uh, with uh, Talia's children or whatever, so... I don't know. It's just a bit out of left field for me. A little bit fucked up, though. That like Tali. Like, there's even a line where like she says it before we know heretic is na- is a version of naming. It's like I prefer to keep my child at arm's length, and she kind of looks at the like, heretic a bit. Um, so there's hints there um, if you're paying attention. And of course, I think the obvious like why the fuck would heretic like protect Robin? Like that's weird. Um, uh, yeah. So like. Yeah, underdeveloped. Like, and I feel like I feel like why kill him off? Like he could, like you know it would have been much more interesting to have like Robin square off with him in the final fight. But I guess they just yeah. wanted to have Talia be the main villain. Well, I mean, you gotta have her in some capacity, right? Because she was kind of a bit player in Son of Batman. Right. Exactly. Okay, let's talk about these fight sequences. You have a favorite one because I think they're all pretty good. Um. I would say the beginning one is probably my favorite. Uh, it definitely set up the stakes, and uh, yeah, uh, being able to see Batwoman in action was uh, pretty fresh. Yeah, I think I like the, the the final section a little bit more, namely the the, the action between uh, Batwoman and um, and Talia, just like that sort of one on one karate style fighting. Although there was a moment where I'm pretty sure Bat fight. Yeah, where Bat yeah, Bat fight. God damn it. Um, I'm pretty sure there was a moment where Talia broke, at least like broke uh, Kate's arm, but Kate kept using it. I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't know about that, but whatever, it's fine. It's probably the adrenaline. I just talked it up to the, the adrenaline going um, between the two. Um, but did you, I thought Talia was gonna die. I thought she was gonna kill herself. Yeah, uh, I thought she was gonna jump off to her demise. Then she lands in the ship, and then uh, one of the henchmen uh, blows up the ship, and they both die. So, you were half right. Yeah, I was close. I was close. But, like, I, I fully expected her to, like, take the bomb with her and, like, just explode in midair. But I guess not. Um, all right. And uh, so pretty much the – and, uh, yeah, pretty much everybody goes to several ways. Kate Kane still, still keeps being Batwoman. Uh, but let's talk about – it's not a post credit scene, but it's a stinger. So it's the end of the movie. What did you think about that character that showed up at the end? Um, it was a bit out of left field and a bit redundant since we already have Batwoman in this continuity that was introduced in this very movie. So, seeing that character is a bit jarring, but as someone who uh, watched the animated series growing up, it is a welcome addition, I think. Yeah, and we're talking about Batgirl. Um, she shows, she, she makes her appearance. And I think the whole point of this movie is basically about Batman's legacy and that it's not it's like his legacy isn't just himself but like you know he he, ins- he inspires others in many in ways just not the like the ways you would normally think um and like i like i like uh, to me it's like when you see Batgirl Barbara Gordon that's basically like the spirit of Batman living through Gotham City and she's an example of that and like yeah. she saw these heroes save the day and so i want to be a part of that so i'm going to become uh, Batgirl, um, and ultimately gets shot in the spine by the Joker and then paralyzed from the waist down. Anyways, uh, but we don't, that's not in this continuity, I don't think. We have, there's a, there's a much worse fate for Batgirl in the last movie of this series, but we'll, when we get there, we'll get there. Okay, uh, anything else you wanted to go on about, my dog? Uh, we did not talk about Kate proper. 
I think. Kate Proper? Like, she's the only person... Okay. Uh, Batwoman. Yeah, let's talk about her. Yeah. Um... Did you get any Spear Hunter vibes from her? Oh, for like, sure. Well, the fact that <laughs> the fact that Spear Hunter isn't lesbian, um, and Kate is, but that and the hairstyle. The hair, yeah, it's the very, very reminiscent hairstyle. But even the voice was very, very. Even though it's it's obviously not her, that similar sort of dark husky voice is like. Um, hmm. more accurately, the major from Ghost in the Shell. Yes. Because uh, that's what she based her style on. Okay, yeah, most definitely. But I could, I could maybe um, they ba- this they they uh, the animators or the designers for this were looking at Ghost in the Shell and like, oh, let's do that. Um, I did like that. They made a better Ghost in the Shell movie than the actual Ghost in the Shell movie. The live action one, at least. <gasps> we don't talk about that. Maybe we'll do the anime one at some point when we review a whole bunch of anime movies in a row. Um, but uh, I, you know, I think I really like that scene with. With uh, uh, she had with Renee Montoya, the detective. Yeah, because it kind of shows. It's pretty wholesome. Yeah, because it's like, it, like she's she blames herself for uh, for Batman's death, um, apparent death, and but like she wants a break and she's trying to connect it. You know, she has that awkward first thing. I thought it was very natural between the two. Um, yeah, kind of wish we got more. Oh, we didn't get more, and not in that way, you pervs. Yeah, what were you thinking? Um, mm-mm, excuse me. So I thought it was nice, and you know, even like Dick Grayson's also heard that. You know, like we all need to take off the mask every now and then to reveal that we're human, which I thought that was that was very much true. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, I, like I thought I, I I think I identify more with with Dick Grayson's, but I kind of like like. Like, that moment where she's attacked outside of the bar, and I thought, oh, God, please don't let anything bad happen to her. But, like, that was the... Mo- like, she was... She was, uh... I think she wasn't mad at Batman for saving her. She was just mad at herself for being weak. Even though she shouldn't be, but that's how she felt. That she couldn't defend herself against these, you know, drunk assholes. Yeah. Um, it's just... Okay. Go ahead. Oh, no, I lost my thought. Um, and I like the, her relationship with her father, that, um... You get the sense that, like, you know, they, like, maybe he wasn't always the most supportive. Maybe it was her lifestyle choice, her, her sexual orientation, because Kate Kane is gay. Um, she's in the game of comics, she's gay here. Um, I, I, I even like that line where, like, um, Dick says, uh, like, uh, I, I, I hadn't figured out, uh, girls at the time, and she goes, neither have I. I. I really like that. They don't really, like, they, I mean, like, they say it at all, but, like, saying it, you know? The fact that she's attracted yeah. to women, um, uh, which I think is neat. Um, it is. and I, yeah, I like. I, I think the oddest scene I had with her was the fact that she meets her father at Central Park, and they're like, like they're just having like a, a mission handoff or something. I'm like, should y'all be doing this in the park? I guess it's maybe it's close for curfew. Probably, you know, because like could, anybody could be walking. Imagine somebody just walking by. Then again, I thought, wait, this is Gotham City. Most people, are, most sense people are not going to be in the park after dark, so it's probably they're probably safe there. Yeah, most likely. Though, uh, it might be the most likely hiding place for the penguin or something. Right, exactly. Just sitting out in the pond. Who, who knows, right? Who absolutely knows. Alright, anything else to add, my guy? Uh, I think that's about it for me. Alright, I think we're going to pull a, put a, put a bun on this one. Um, I think our, it's our longest show yet. At least for these ones. All right, um, let's go ahead and put it. A, like, let's go ahead. How many batterings out of five do you give Batman Bad Blood? 
I'm going to give this four batterings out of five. Uh, solid story, uh, solid character development, although it does falter in some places. Uh, the action scenes are great, uh, great voice casting, and uh, I enjoyed this a lot more than anything else we've watched so far. I'm, I'm also I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Um, it, I thought it was really fun. The action sequences were really intense. I like the story of basically uh, with Dick Grayson's story and Kate's story. Uh, Kate's struggle with acceptance of who she is and Dick's just you know basically coming to terms that like he is the son of he is the son of Batman and you know this mantle maybe inherits to inherit. I like that it wasn't a Batman movie. It's it's called Batman in it, but he's not really the star. It's it's his it's his family, family around him. Um, I wish Luke was a little bit more developed, but you know you only have so much time and budget and to uh, fit in an animated movie. You know it's not always easy to get like an hour and a half of these things uh, done. Um, and, yeah, so definitely my most favorite, definitely the most polished one for sure out of all these movies. Um, and I think I think I think it feels more so because we've seen the previous three Batman, two Batman movies because of this. I think it feels much more. Um, deserved yeah it's much more uh cohesive and complete right well the good news tyler is that we won't have another solo batman movie till um like one two three four five six seven more seven movies in a row without a batman movie so this is the last one we'll watch for quite a while we're gonna um next week when we come back we're gonna go back to the justice league it's justice league versus the Teen Titans. So yeah, the Teen Titans make their official debut on this. So I hope you guys are ready for that. And I hope you're ready for some Starfire um, sex. Um, not puns, but alliterate. Not alliterations. Fuck. Whatever. We're getting out of here. Tyler, tell the people where they can find you at. You can follow me on Twitter. Hey, it's that Ty. Check the pinned tweet below to take you to my YouTube channel, uh, the home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games. All right, and you can do what I... You can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy for all things related to the Marvelous one. And uh, you can catch me live. I stream four times a week. Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh... Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. The other days at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time um, at twitch.tv slash eg2814. Come say hi. Come enjoy yourself. And, of course, please go to charge.com for all things related to Charge Hut. That's, that's the Charge Hut Gamescast. This show you listen to, Cinema Shot, Atomic Shot, the show that Tyler and I did prior to this one, and uh, Atomic Shart, which him and Justin did, much to my regret. Um, and, yeah. Uh, go to charchers.com for all stuff related to this wonderful website that we do. Uh, we will see you all back next week for Justice League vs. Teen Titans. Until next time, guys, keep the film rolling. Have a good night, everybody. Nice outro. We'll have to remember that. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.